Welcome back to another episode of Nurse Marketing, the business of nursing. And today I have with me Keisha Michelle White. And thank you so much for joining me, Keisha. Yes, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Awesome, awesome. And that's how you pronounce your name, right? Yep, that's correct. Correct. Awesome, awesome. So Keisha White is the founder of Keisha White Designs, and her agency provides strategic yet beautiful brand strategy, brand identity, and website design for coaches and consultants. After nearly a decade in corporate America working in business-to-business sales, Keisha took her business full-time in 2018. Keisha's design work has been recognized by Adobe, and you can find her work all over the place. So Keisha, thank you so much for joining me. So tell me a little bit more about how you got to what you're doing today. You know, there's always a story. Obviously, people didn't wake up just doing web design, <laughs> just doing it for themselves. But what brought you to what you're doing today? Yeah, well, it's a long, I guess, random story, but I'll try to condense it down. So I guess when I fast forward back to, well, rewind back to college. So when I went off to college, I just majored in business because I didn't really know what else to major in, uh, being someone who was really young and didn't have a lot of exposure to different career options. So I just picked a major, didn't really like it. I mean, I was on a quest to just find some other career path anyway from even my college days. So even though I was there and I finished a business degree, I still wasn't really into it. But I just followed the path of what you do in business. You go get the corporate job and got a job in sales and then was really, really bored and unfulfilled in the jobs as well. So I was still on my quest though to figure out another career path. So I remember I like hired a career coach. I was doing all this research on all these career books and quizzes and uh, eventually decided to start a blog just as a hobby, uh, just for like creative, like to show off my creative interests online uh, because I felt like my day job was so non-creative. It was a telecom sales job. So we were just all about talking to people about all this technical, how to set your phone stuff up in your companies all day. So I was like, I want to do something creative just for a hobby. So by doing that, I had to set up my own website for the blog. So I ended up liking the creativity piece of uh, the blogging and then also the technology. So I did kind of like tech, but I just liked more of a creative aspect to tech. So I was like, hmm, this may be a cool like new skill that I could pursue. And then around that time, too, I started noticing things like people having businesses online. I remember this was like maybe 2013. And I remember Marie Forleo was like the main online business like guru that I used to really keep tabs on and follow. And I love that idea of a flexible lifestyle because I didn't really like the corporate structure either. Just having to be at your desk all day and go to the same place every day, limited vacation and all that. So I was like, okay, maybe with this design skill that I actually am kind of enjoying, maybe someday that could lead to an online virtual business because you can design for, for people from anywhere. So yeah, so that's kind of a little bit of a short version of it. And I love that version of it because again, with nurse marketing, we are talking to people who are either in the midst of a career pivot or they're thinking about a career pivot. And I love that you said that you started a hobby that you decide to do something just for a hobby. And listeners, I want you to think about that and listen to that because oftentimes, especially today is 2020 now, a lot of people are always thinking about, you know, how can you monetize this and how can you monetize that? But sometimes when you go into something without the pressure of monetizing it, just to see where it goes and see where your interests lay, like a hobby, for real hobby, that can open you up to a whole new world that you never knew was out there. By way of Keisha going into something that is a hobby, she realized the world, she found out about the world of online marketing and saw the need 
to help people with something she enjoys doing. And that sort of like led into something else. So I definitely want you guys to think about, you know, different hobbies, things you can do for fun, something that will take you in environments you normally won't go in a typical role at a hospital. There's probably, there's lots of parts of life and business that you just aren't exposed to. And um, hobbies can be a great way of getting you into new environments. So I had a riff on that for a minute. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So thank you for sharing that. Um, And also thank you for mentioning that you hired a career coach. I think a lot of people who aren't really happy in their jobs sometimes just stay there unhappy. Um, I'm just curious, what motivated you to hire a career coach or were you already familiar with coaching? Did they bring coaches to work with you on your corporate job? How did you even know that that was an option to get help? Yeah, I'm kind of looking back now that you say that. I'm like, I think I'm like literally the only person I know that's hired one. Oh, <laughs> but I'm okay. Always, I've always been like kind of a more, I guess, curious person in general in life. Like, because anything that I even think about, I'm like not hesitant to just Google it real quick and just be like, how can I do this? Or what should I do for that? So I maybe, I don't really know how I got it. I used to buy a lot of career books too. And then I used to get on a lot. I remember there was this site I used to go on more so with college age, but it was called the Princeton Review where you could just review career types and like a day in the life and in this career and 10 years down the line in that career. So I'm thinking maybe I saw it in one of those books or maybe on that Princeton Review site or something like that. And I remember, I think I just Googled the lady because this was before people were like, advertising a lot of business on Instagram and I definitely wasn't seeing ads. I don't, I guess Facebook ads may have been popular then. I don't know, but I remember I found her just through Google search and I think I saw some Yelp reviews because <laughs> okay. I think that was when like Yelp reviews were bigger than online, like LinkedIn reviews and stuff. So anyway. Okay. So yeah. Cool. Cool. cool, cool. <laughs> so tell me um, more about the problem you solve and how you solve it differently from others. And I ask that because nurses are health professionals. We really are curious about the various ways people can be helpful and get out, be rescued from pain and rescue other people. So yeah, tell me about the problem that you solve. Yeah. So uh, the problem I solve, so it's, I worked with uh, service-based women entrepreneurs who may be coaches, consultants, or maybe they're a general service provider. And typically they come to me with like an incohesive brand that doesn't really speak to their level of expertise. Because a lot of times a small business owner start businesses online. To me, they tend to, they don't understand the importance of positioning yourself as an expert when it comes to the visual aspect of your branding and then also even messaging too. And they, a lot of times all these coaches are like, your website isn't important. It doesn't matter. But if you're really trying to build a long-term sustainable, viable business, you're trying to get more visible to get speaking gigs, nice partnerships, like your online presence really does matter for that because you really do look amateur when you overlook that piece. So I help women who are definitely are not amateurs in what they do. They do have a high caliber expertise. They've helped clients or they acquired a new skill that they are ready to go out and help people with. Uh, and I help them elevate their online presence to match their expertise and to help them attract the kinds of opportunities and the higher caliber clients. Because when you look great, then you also, and you have a strong message behind your brand, then you also attract the right kinds of clients too. So a couple of ways. One side is the done for you service for people who are experienced and kind of ready to rebrand. And then the other side, I have a branding group program for like new business owners who need a little more guidance to get to their, what is the offer going to be? How should I talk about it? And then they can DIY their website in my program. Oh, awesome. Awesome. I love all the ways that you help people. And, and again, you know, listeners, 
when you take a look at how folks can help you, um, what I like about what Keisha does is uh, there's a lot of website designers out there who will help you make a beautiful website, but they don't touch content or marketing. They say that that comes to you, that comes from you. And so as you're out there looking at vendors or looking at people who do your website, definitely go back and listen to what Keisha says she does for her folks. And either, of course, go with Keisha, (laughs) Um, easy button, or make sure that the person is going to help you with your messaging because people click buy based on the words that they see on the computer screen. And Mm -hmm. um, so question, like, did you have a background in copywriting or was it your sales background that made you realize, hey, I want to help people have a beautiful website and help with their messaging? Yeah, so it kind of came about, well, with, I guess working in business, I kind of think about things from a business perspective and how does this align with like business objectives. I'm not really that art. I'm like, I have a little bit of artsy side as like a lot of designers do, but I'm just not just straight up just artsy to where business goes over my head. <laughs> so I kind of had that mindset anyway. And then it kind of came about really through working with different clients in the beginning. And I used to just send them like a general questionnaire, be like, describe your brand in three words. And they would either not write anything or just write stuff that was really generic. And then I started doing some research on the brand strategy area and really elevating my knowledge as a brand strategist more so and not just a designer and took some different courses there, read some different books on brand strategy. So I added a new stage to my process to replace the questionnaire. So we go through that strategy session. It's like a two hour kickoff call where we talk through the goals. We talk through a unique selling proposition. That's like a marketing statement that communicates your value really quick uh, because that's important to put on a website because before people didn't even know what to say for that. But going through the strategy session, we flesh all that stuff out, uh, talking about client avatars and all of that. So that's kind of how it came about just by seeing that people had a hard time with the questionnaire and I didn't really have enough information to create unique design for them just through a questionnaire. So I was like, how can I make something more impactful? So added on a new piece. So. Hmm. I love it. And um, listeners, I want you to pay attention to like what she just said. Also with her services, uh, she refined and added to and got more education herself based on what she saw people struggling with. So as you're taking on clients and starting to work with people and getting them the results, you know, if there's a particular area of the path that you consistently see people struggling with, you know, think of a way that you can serve them. Think of another service that you can add. Think of the missing step that's missing and then add it there and give it a name that they're looking for already. So um, thank you so much for your transparency and showing and talking about that. Mm -hmm. So the next question that I have, what would you say is at stake if people don't have their problem solved? Yeah. And like, how do they typically feel after you come in and help them with their online presence? Yeah. So what's at stake? So I definitely know slow or growth is a big thing uh, because a lot of times when businesses, they skimp on the online presence, they wonder why they're not getting as many inquiries and the business growing slower uh, because people may be visiting your website and looking you up and then looking like, uh, they don't really look like they have it together yet or they look like a hobbyist and not a legitimate business owner and they could be running potential clients away every day. And then even the same thing with like speaking gigs and just different opportunities like that. Like they're going to be looking for people who look like experts and who look the part to come in there and do a great job on a speech. And if your online presence, again, looks like a hobbyist, looks like a beginner, then nobody even can understand your message. And what are you even going to be talking about once you get there? (laughs) Then or probably 
really going to get less visibility, less speaking gigs. Um, and then a lot of my clients talk about how they weren't as confident either. So they weren't really marketing themselves and going out there and pursuing the opportunities that they wanted because they didn't feel as confident about their branding and online presence and website. So after we work together, they definitely have that confidence renewed to where they're able to know that they can attract their caliber of clients, caliber of opportunities they want. They know that they look the part and their online presence matches who they are, matches their level of expertise, their quality of work. So yeah, so it's definitely a lot better. Awesome. Awesome. And just a real life example, just wanted to share that somebody actually said that their website was embarrassing to them. I'm sure you hear that a lot in your field, but that was like probably, that was like the reason because they have, everyone has their website on all of their cards. And some of us, we may not say it, this might be unspoken, but you know, when we're at networking events and we give out cards or whatnot, you know, if, if we aren't confident about what they're going to go to, we may not really be out there trying to say, Hey, you know, this is what I do. And this is where you can find me. So I really love the fact that you give people something that they can be confident and proud of as they're out there doing, you know, the marketing for themselves. So, so cool, cool. Related to talking about best practices, how do you right now bring in new clients and yeah, how do you right now, yeah, bring in new clients? Yeah, so the thing about doing design, it's a really manual uh, type of work. So the marketing piece, that's always is a challenge for me because I get caught up like working with the current clients I'm working with. But as we all know, in business, you can't just stop marketing or then you won't have future clients. So uh, it's a tough balance. Right now, I eventually want to get some help with some piece. (laughs) But right now, I've been doing trying to do online marketing, like I try my best to plan pieces to post throughout the week for Instagram, LinkedIn and Facebook. Those are my top three platforms. So I'll share different things about my, maybe my expertise and do different video marketing to just share tips. And then I've recently started kind of incorporating a little bit of mindset stuff because I notice a lot of the women I talk to, a lot of their issues sometimes is their mindsets with their businesses and they're not really doing all they can to make the money they should make. And then they can't invest in design. They can't invest in how they can't get coaching because they are charging like dirt cheap for what they do. So I was like, maybe I should kind of start some mindset content. So anyway, so yeah, so those are my main three platforms, occasional referrals, but not a ton of referrals. So yeah, so primarily social media. Okay. And are you using a particular scheduler to help automate that stuff? Or are you posting manually as well? Just curious. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, so I post manually because I just try to plan the topics at least. So if I at least know what the topic is going to be. And then lately I started trying to record videos like just five really short, quick ones, like on a Monday, and then just have them done so I can just post them. And then if I, I just write out the topics or just post in real time. But as long as I don't have to think of what to post every day, that's my biggest obstacle. Because if I had to think about it, then it's not going to happen. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Because I'm Thanks. like, I got to design. Yeah. Awesome. Sounds good. I was asking for myself. So that was helpful. Mm, Thank you yeah. for that. Let me see. Okay. Oh, one more thing I wanted to ask you. Well, not one more thing, a couple more things. So again, talking about best practices and sharing and marketing and, and whatnot. What, and, for, and also I wanted to say, you know, shout out to talking about mindset because I feel like a lot of folks out there in the creative world and whatnot, I feel like if you're marketing to people, especially like small business owners, you have to talk about mindset. So many people, not so many, a ton of people don't do it, but it's like, yeah, you kind of have to. So um, mm-hmm. thank you for speaking to that. Related to more best practices, partnerships. I always say Apple partners with Nike, 
Starbucks didn't decide to go into the tea making business. They partnered with Tavana. Um, tell me about some of your best collaborations and partnerships. Mm, so with the type of work I do, like with being so busy, I, it's design is tough because like to get partnerships, you have to really carve out time to like reach out to people and pitch and do all that stuff. And I literally like... By the time I finish designing and on sales calls, I never even have time to pitch. Like, I think I pitched myself for podcasts like one time in 2019, trying to use it for exposure. But the, I guess I would eventually like to partner with a copywriter for like mm. the service I have because I've used Courtney Herring for my copywriting. And then I would love if somebody could come on board and then be able to do the web design and the copywriting. So that kind of partnership would be really beneficial for my business type, but it's just, Getting the people with the budget for both of us at the same time has been a little bit of a challenge, but yeah. gotcha. And something I, I saw somewhere like recommended it was like going into a conference. You know, when you think about you know strategic partners and going into a conference with a T-shirt that says what it is that you do. And the example they gave was actually you would do the reverse of this, but it was a web designer conference, and this guy who was a copywriter had a t-shirt that said copywriter and he went into a web design conference and he literally mm. said he had to take his t-shirt off <laughs> and turn it inside out because he kept oh getting gosh. stopped so yeah. yeah there are copywriting conferences and meetups all over the place and you know business coaches who are telling people that they need whatever they're telling people it would be nice for them to know of a reputable person to connect with so do you have like anything coming up or anything going on? How can people stay in touch with you? Yeah, so I'm everywhere uh, at Keisha M. White. So it's K-E-S-H-I-A and then M is in Michelle and then White, W-H-I-T-E. And then that's Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and then even my website is KeishaMWhite.com. And then for people who are maybe new and thinking about starting a service-based business or they're ready to start something in best services, coaching or consulting, my brand to profit program is open uh, for enrollment. So that program, you get help on how to develop that strong brand message, how to figure out who to target with the brand and with your business and how to figure out a solid offer. And then I'll walk you through how to do your own first website. So it's a great way to start without coming straight out of the gate as a new business, spending thousands on a new custom site when you're still in a newer stage. So yeah, so I would definitely say that's a great place to start if anybody was kind of thinking about starting up a new business with some design and some branding help. Awesome, awesome. So please send me a link to that through the chat and I'll have the link to that in the show notes. Um, right now it's February, 2020. When does the program close or is that just generally the best place for people to go, that link that you gave me? Yeah, yeah. So I did do it live in December, but now I have it just evergreen. So it's just oh, okay. uh, continuously open. Yep. Oh, so I had a couple awesome. new folks start last week. And <laughs> okay. oh, <very laughs> so yeah, good. so whoever new comes up, yeah, it's just open and consistently open. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So yeah, definitely send me that link and I will add it to the show notes. So thank you so much, Keisha, for joining us and sharing um, and being so transparent with all of the ways that having a great brand message can speed along your business growth if it seems to have plateaued or never really started out. You know, some people always wondered, what, what am I doing wrong? You know, what should I consider? What should I change and tweak? And you gave us lots of concrete things to think about, things that can be changed. And I'll definitely link to all of your websites. So thank you so much again. Yes, thank you for having me.